Johnsonville sausage strips are strips of sausage that look and cook like bacon. They come in amazing flavors like original, maple, or chorizo. Now you can transform your BLT into an SLT or turn your bacon cheeseburger into a chorizo cheeseburger. It's not bacon. It's Johnsonville sausage strips. And it's a meaty miracle. Find it by the bacon, even though it's sausage. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC Universe properties on film and television, both past and present. Be ye warned, this and every episode of DC On Screen is spoiler-filled. If a show or film has been released, it's fair game. I'm your host, David C. Robertson, and this is my co-host, Jason. Hello. Alrighty then, this is our weekly news episode, so we're going to be diving right the hell in with Arrow. It, it started to sound alphabetical how we're doing this. It's it's not meant to be that way, but, you know, I kind of figure it's fair to start off with Arrow, because, you know... A male makes the most noise? Well, no, I was thinking I want to get it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, whichever side you prefer, go go forth. All right, so apparently, apparently, in the upcoming season four, Thea will not be uh, pining for, for Roy Harper. Uh, they're saying apparently she's going to have a, a new romantic interest. It was uh, pretty vague. Um, but uh, he's someone with he's someone named Alex, and he has political aspirations. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Or maybe he's coming... Maybe the person who has political aspirations is going to be bringing her into contact with a potential new suitor. Good lord. Um, Either way, it was it, you know with Roy Harper gone, you had to hope. Um, well, you know maybe she'll just actually stay single for a minute, get to know herself a little right. bit. Absolutely not. No, because they don't know how to write the character without a man to tell her what to do. Yeah, it's annoying. Um, Alex is apparently going to be a sharp and polished political consultant, um, who will be figuring heavily into Thea's life. Oh, man. Everyone's kind of assuming that he has a secret identity to, uh, to protect, uh, okay. So, moving on to something... Even the DJ last, last season. I know. They all do. Moving on to some really cool Arrow news. Mm -hmm. Uh, they've released deleted action scenes from Arrow season three. Oh. Have you seen this? No, I didn't see those. Oh, oh no! I will need to go find (laughs) them. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool, man. Uh, The scenes are narrated by the stunt coordinator James Bamford, Mm -hmm. Um, and he does. He gives us some very interesting insights into the story, into the fight uh, choreography. Um, We do learn uh, it's it's probably like a two or three minute video, but we learn that uh, one fight was cut because uh, uh, Roy's choreography was too sharp and was apparently deemed quote distracting um, and another was <laughs> it was <right>? too good <laughs> yeah for the scene they were doing apparently yeah it just <laughs> um another cut another was cut because the script was rewritten for for a flash crossover like when they actually like um 
when they are escaping, I can never remember the name of that stupid place. Nana Parbet, is that right? Amanda Parbat. Whatever it is. Right. Um, when they're escaping that, it was supposed to be like a completely different sequence. The Flash wasn't included, but they wrote the Flash in to, to save them. Um, and also there's a particularly impressive uh, water they show in the deleted scenes that I wish they'd really 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 kept um i really wish they had uh it almost rivals that great one-shot daredevil scene in in the netflix show really where the, yeah it's a good it's a good sequence and uh, he said they did keep most of it but they cut it up a whole lot between other shots mm. and kind of makes me sad mm. but yeah that is up and online and and it's pretty badass guys go check that out it's yeah. some fun I, stuff i hadn't found that yet i'd, I'd like to if did you, get, you did you want to did you want to talk about Stephen Amell and the WWE again? No, only to mention that Amell is getting raw. He has <laughs> he has agreed to show up on uh, at SmackDown or Raw. I don't freaking know. Um, he's agreed to show up and wrestle. Oh, so my God! Apparently, um, Amell's in, getting bored in the off season. In yeah, no kidding. Um, he did he did put out a tweet that was pretty funny. It had nothing it has nothing to do with Arrow, but he congratulated his wife. He thought it would be he thought it would be him who uh, taught their daughter their her first curse word. <laughs> it turned out it was his wife who did it. So. Uh, He's a fun guy. Um, sweet times. <laughs> all right, over to some flash news. Um, what well, you were hacky today? I'm sorry. It was it was uh, just it was a tough time. Just a coffee. Just a coffee hacky. We're back. Um, it'll be all right. Um, all right, over to the flash. Uh, we're going to mention this real quick. The 1990 Flash series, starring John Wesley Shipp, and for one episode at least, Mark Camel as the trickster. Mm-hmm. The entire 22-episode series is now available to stream online on CWC. It worries me a little bit. Why? If it's if it's now part of the story, at least enough that they want to include it on CWC, um, I feel like I might need to watch it. And I kind of just didn't want to. <laughs> but, you know, king and country. Yep, yep. King and country, man. Due diligence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I'll do what I gotta do. All right, exciting news. They have cast Wally West for the second season of The Flash. Yes, sir. Um, he's being played by, I don't know how to say this, Kenyon? Kenyon? Is that right? Sure. Ke- I, I, I have Lonsdale? no idea. I have no idea how that name's said. It's a kid from Insurgent. Right. And this... <laughs> This this whole news this whole news episode is pretty is pretty um, rife with names that I am not going to know how to pronounce. So I, calm calm your judgment of me. Yeah, you have been warned. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to judge you. I have no idea with, with most of these names what to do with them. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll we'll persevere anyway. <clears throat> you know, no one no. cares. They just want to see him play. You know, Wally. His name is Wally for all we give a damn. Right. <laughs> Wally's easy. Oh man! Um, executive, executive producer Andrew Kreisberg is uh, saying they tried really hard in season one uh, to to make time travel easy and understandable for regular viewers and uh, you know complex enough for the hardcore nerds to enjoy. Um, he says they're gonna they're gonna take the same kind of care with the parallel realities. He says we're trying to do the same thing this year with Earth Two and the concept of the multiverse and the concept of doppelgangers. Just oh my god, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been having a lot of fun with that and getting glimpses of Earth Two probably sooner than people would have thought. Now I I have heard reports that 
basically Barry is going to run into that big black hole singularity, whatever they're wanting big to call it. Pie in the sky. And wind up in Earth Two. Of course. Like that's first episode, so that's what I'm that's what I'm hearing. Probably like, you know, you know first scene, first episode. I don't know how you'd end it with crossed, that. Fingers crossed, man. <laughs> fingers crossed. Yep. Go go no. go quickly, Barry, into that dark night. Bring us back in. Interestingly, interestingly. Um San Diego Comic Con news is still leaking. I'm telling you, man, the reporter's there. <laughs> they just hold back info. Right. Well, it's, on in. You, you go to the well and you know, you try to make it across the rest of the desert. Right. At this point we're getting half empty canteens. But <laughs> The moderator at the Flash panel mentioned that the Flash would show off a cool new power in episode two of season two. Um, and Barry Allen himself, Grant Gustin, has confirmed that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and assume that it's vibrating through solid objects. Well, he's already I done that. Has he already done that? Yeah, he ran straight through a semi. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I did not remember that. Now, I mean, he's got a lot of, a lot of tricks, but... Uh, as far as new powers, honestly, I honestly don't know. I don't know where I'd, mm. I don't know where to put my money on. Yeah, I, I don't know then. I jeez, he's kind of already done the thing where he runs around a tornado. Um, yeah, he's done that. We've expressed that he's so fast he can run through time. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he's going to be able to run so fast he can create sort of boom tubes. <laughs> okay, you, I'm getting excited. You're gonna have to stop. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, dude's really fast. You can do a lot of fun tricks with it. Uh, we'll we'll see. It'll be fun. We won't know. It'll be fun to find out with everybody else. All right. Over to Legends of Tomorrow. There's there are a few little casting news bits here. They have cast Hawkman. Mm-hmm. It will be the Carter Hall iteration of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be played by a guy named Falk Hinchel. Mm-hmm. I guess that's how you pronounce that. That's as close as we're getting. Um, now the Hawkman origin is really messed up. Like we, he's had mu- he's had multiple origins to the point where like at one point he was like a, he was like an alien space cop, <laughs> and at one point he was an archaeologist who who finds some some uh, alien tech wings. Um, at some point he was a reincarnation of an Egyptian god. That one's the one I'm most familiar um, with. The kind now, of Isis we, Osiris thing. It looks like the producers are going to be doing like a combo like uh, the archaeologist who is a reincarnated egyptian hawk god Mm -hmm. which makes me sad because i do i kind of do want to see the alien space cop but uh well i mean if they ever go to space you're gonna have he's gonna be in legends of tomorrow so he's gonna be an alien earth cop anyway all he has to do is venture off world and you've got your wish yeah um they are saying that he's going to be accessing his powers through the hawk god horus so uh yeah all right I mean, you know what I really want to see? I don't care about any of that, really. Mm-hmm. What I want to see is I want to see Ollie get really, really liberal mm-hmm. and Hawkman just be really staunch conservative and then have it out. Like the old 1970s Justice League comics. Right. That you was might, always you might really get that. For me. Apparently, Ollie might get all political. So you might get Yeah, it. that was always really fun for me. <laughs> it's, that's the rumor now. It's a bunch of Oliver may run for mayor kind of stuff. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We yeah, shall but they'll, see. they'll wimp out on it. They won't assign an actual, you know, political agenda to either, to anybody. They'll just be like, eh, root for Ollie because he's the main character. Yeah. And I, it'll be very vague with all of his political beliefs. And, you know, same time, as funny as that image is when you when you describe it, I really don't care to hear these, these people's takes on health care. <laughs> I, I really don't. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I do. But it should be healthcare that's like about the show. Like it, it should all be political beliefs that are slightly tweaked to like fit Starling City. Like you know, you you get certain benefits if if an earthquake machine goes off and destroys your home and and, and injures you. Um. <laughs> well, like <laughs> a, a lot of homeowners insurance, for instance, doesn't have a clause for terrorism, so you're kind of screwed. Right. And by a lot of by a lot of uh, accounts, most of super villainy would count for terrorism. So, you know, State Farm and Alpha are fine. Um, we'll let them argue about that for a bit. Well, you and I both uh, listened to this book on tape. Um, it was on CD, really, but it was uh, what was it? The um, like law practices of superheroes or something. It something was something like it. It was like an actual lawyer who like sat down and like sussed out all of the actual legal ramifications of superheroes existing right. in the Marvel and DC universe. As a for instance, kind of, was... uh, you're, it's impossible to commit first degree murder if you actually know who Wolverine is. You can't yeah. even. It can't even be first degree attempted murder because there is no <laughs> no idea that you're actually going to end him. Right, so I mean that's interesting to me. That kind of stuff is interesting. I'm well, not actually, saying I want the, the the tax ramifications of uh, Superman giving Lois a uh, coal made into diamond is actually kind of douchey. She would owe millions of dollars in gift tax. <laughs> He'd have to give her like twelve diamonds so she could right. keep one. Right. But yeah, I would um I I would kind of like to see that. I'm not saying I want to see Arrow colon the West Wing or something <laughs> or the West Wing. You just of want Queen Aaron Sorkin to to do one episode i want aaron sorkin to do multiple episodes but that's right. neither here nor there um <laughs> all right vandal savage has been cast over on legends of tomorrow as well he's being mm-hmm. played by casper crump of best the killing i don't name ever right that's a pretty cool name it's awesome i don't know this cat but he looks like vandal savage yeah he looks great uh, and he's he's an unknown to me completely a lot of these casting choices are just Actually, all of them. All of the casting choices I've heard this week. Aside from the fact that I knew Channing Tatum had a wife, uh, <laughs> that was the closest I was to being familiar with any damn body I, I heard the name of. Uh, speaking of which, we're going to jump over to Supergirl. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lucy Lane, the uh, sister of Lois Lane, younger sister, I might add, is going to be played by Jenna Dewan Ta- uh, Tatum, which I am assuming is Channing Tatum's wife. Uh, she was previously seen in Step Up. I haven't seen that. No, I haven't seen um, a single portrayal of any of these people. If any of these people are in anything that are that is not DC related, I probably haven't seen it. Oh, they're DC in DC or Marvel related. As, yeah, I mean they all have their own IMDb pages and responsibilities sure. and keys. More power to them. I haven't seen any of these things. Right. So um, now, what's interesting is is Lucy Lane in the in the comics. She wound up, you know, being a superhero. And wound up fighting Supergirl and did not come out on any kind of good side of that. <laughs> I haven't I haven't heard about that at all. I've I've missed that one. Well, <sighs> she 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 winds up getting into the army, and the government gives her a basically they've sort of cloned like a Superman suit kind of situation. Uh, it's like a it's a suit with mystical powers that gives her the Kryptonian powers. Ah, uh, their own little on the case same suit. scale as Superman's, right? Um, and so she's working for the U.S. government. She has a row with Supergirl and apparently dies. That's what we're looking at at the comics anyway. So that's what I can find on her. Uh, I never really followed the Supergirl comics or any iteration of Lucy Lane. No, no. Um, I, I, it's she, a she whole does. area I don't know much about. But <clears throat> if they actually, I mean, come on, it's it's on CBS. It's, it's not a network that's known for um, getting too dark. So I'm afraid they're not going to pull any kind of cool punches like that. 
they better. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they better if they want to stay on. But um, I'm afraid they're going to kind of limp out. Yeah, me too. I want to be All wrong. Right. I want to be wrong. <laughs> Over to Gotham, some sad news, um, but not entirely unexpected. Crispus Allen, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Stewart Jones, and uh, his partner, Renee Montoya, Victoria Cartagena. Is that how you say her name? I think so. Um, they're, they're not, they're not going to be regulars for season two of Gotham. I'd happily argue they weren't regulars for season one of Gotham, but. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were, they were regulars for the first half of season one. Yeah, they were um, around. Um, and then they just sort of stopped. Yeah. That's fine. I, I kind of, it's fine. I kind of do. I, I hope they show up though. I hope they show up as recurring. Cause I just based wanted to show the, up and finally do something interesting and then go back to where they came from. Based on the trailer for, they just, they just released another spot, uh, called the lunatics will run the asylum, which is and based uh, on that. It, it's exciting. It actually is. God, based on that, it looks like, job. looks like Jimmy's going to needs a little help. Mm-hmm. Things be looking rough. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> the chinless wonder is on his way. Who is the chinless wonder? Oh, what's his name? Why did I blank on that bald man's name? Chickless. Thank you. Thank you, brain. <laughs> he has a fine chin. Well, I'm sure it's there, but it's to, it's just shrouded in jowl. They'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, be um, fine. So this this new trailer, man. They they show uh, Tigress and and. Uh, Jerome, mm-hmm. as, as we are, uh, how how what did you call him? Schrodinger's Joker, right? Um, <laughs> Not a whole lot in this trailer, but just lots of little cool shots, and one really cool shot. And I hope they keep it in the actual episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed the shot of Gordon running through that kitchen. He looks stoned. He does. It looks like is a is it looks like they're shooting it like he's stoned. Right. It looks it looks like the trick you use where you you know strap a camera to somebody's front side and have them walk around. Um, yep, that's exactly what it looks like. And, uh, yeah, usually you do that when people are under the influence of something. I don't know. I mean, maybe that crane kid finally got out of his little, uh, fear coma. Yeah. Now, in their official tag here that they have for season two, they, they're saying the stakes are higher than ever as Gotham explores the origin stories of some of the most ambitious and depraved supervillains, including the Riddler, the Joker, and Mr. Freeze. I haven't seen Bruce Mr. Wayne. Freeze yet in any of these. I know. I, the first time and I get eyes on him, there's going to be a little squeal. Bruce Wayne uncovers more secrets from his father's past. I hope that's not the entire season. Just him exploring that cave? Yes. Well, you don't expect him to suit up as, you know, a nine-year-old, do you? Yes, I do. <laughs> do Batmite. There's, there's not really, like, a Bat Kid anywhere. He, um, I don't think he'd be able to fit his suit. Now, Alfred, <laughs> go find the suit and let Alfred run around and torture the knight for oh. a little while. Oh, oh, yes. So much, yes. You gonna tell me, Pert, we couldn't pull that off? Go, man, go. Oh, man. So much, yes. He's clearly a fighter. God, he had some <laughs> He had some of the cool the cool fights out of that whole show. Now, there is a new poster that came out with that with that uh, trailer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty standard poster, man. Yeah. But just thought a, I'd mention it. Just an exploding shot of all the... Kind of got all, loosely all the good guys on one side, all the bad guys on the other side. Loosely, I say. Yes, yes. Um, now, there there are um, there there's some speculation going on, and we're going to back that up with an interview a little bit. Um, there's speculation that Barbara is going to become Harley Quinn. Oh, bollocks. I know, I know. Um, but uh, she's not <clears throat> interesting enough or animated enough. She she but has like two expressions. They uh they someone was have had an interview with her 
and they asked her, uh, what can you tease about uh, Barbara's time with the Joker? Mm-hmm. Um, we know they're in Arkham together. And she says, or is he the Joker? We'll call him Jerome. She starts season two with being taken into Arkham Asylum. She kind of swans in there with this fun little dress on like she's going to the spa. She has no concept of what's happening. Mm-hmm. No, she does. So even the actress doesn't know where this character's going, apparently. Um, that, she goes into That Arkham. kind of back and forth sounds, that's what I think is going on in her head when she's actually on screen. Mm-hmm. That, uh, yep. it's not the she kind goes of person where you can see the gears turning and they're all moving in a certain direction. <laughs> she goes into Arkham and she meets all these characters, one of which is Jerome. Mm-hmm. These characters are going to shape her a little bit. They all shape the way Barbara develops into the series. But she's kind of at the reins. She's so free and in touch with her real stuff now. This is, that's an actual quote, everyone. Mm. Her real stuff now. Um, her skill is she knows everyone's weakness. So when she meets someone, she's just like, oh, yeah, I got you. I got you. Then she can use that weakness, but she might not let that character know she knows that weakness. She will just play along with each individual person until she gets what she wants. She's going to be really powerful, which is exciting. Um, then they asked her about the Harley Quinn rumors. Mm-hmm. And she says, I've read that. I thought that would be really fun. She could be anything right now. She has so many options available to her. She could be her own villain. It would be fun. But I'd like to see how Margot Robbie is going to come out with that one. She'll be great. Well, finally, you're right about something. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that was a pretty cogent thought. Right? So, I don't know, maybe there's hope. I, I want to say we're being hard on her, but I just, I can't, I can't muster that much optimism. I know. Try it. Uh, we're going to jump over to Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice news. Wait, wait. One more TV thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. One more TV thing. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. What, what's happening? I just, I, I'm very, very happy with Cisco. And the actor said, now back to the Flash, obviously. They, uh, there are changes to Cisco's biology that are happening. You can definitely expect pretty early on for Cisco to start grappling with those changes. I'm just excited because I want to go ahead and see him get a little get a little super yeah okay i did actually forget that someone said that they were they saw a photo shoot of uh cisco and lisa snart mm-hmm. on a date hmm. so i don't know that sound that seems to fit in with the cisco's grappling with changes to his body maybe he's finally hit puberty right oh. <laughs> over to batman versus superman news um <laughs> Zack Snyder apparently leaked a photo of of Bruce Wayne walking through that big field we saw. Mm-hmm. Woo. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, actually, a- the most exciting the most exciting BVS news we have this week is someone recut all of the Batman vs Superman trailers that have been released so far, like the little teasers and the STCC trailer, and. Um, put a whole lot of um well they recut it to be like the deadpool trailer right right it's got you know shoot by salt and pepper and uh <laughs> x gonna give it to you by dmx and uh it's actually pretty pretty damn fun right i, I watched it probably four or five times and just giggled and giggled and giggled yeah a little um, deadpool tree it wouldn't hurt <laughs> i don't know they're, they're going for dark in this one and so far they they look like they're on point so mm-hmm. yeah, we'll... well speaking <clears throat> speaking of the bat mm-hmm Warner Brothers has pushed back two Ben Affleck movies. Um, the Gavin O'Connor directed The Accountant has been pushed back from January 29th, 2016 to October 7th, 2016, and has moved Live by Night, Affleck's adaptation of the Dennis Lehan novel that he's also uh, starring in, from October 7th, 16 to an unknown date in 2017. All this to say... That makes a lot of sense if this rumor is true. Um, there are rumors that Affleck... 
there were there were rumors that we reported on that Affleck was going to be teaming with Jeff Johns to write a standalone Batman script. Well, it's being reported now that on August 6th, Warner Brothers held a, pri- a private uh, screening of Batman v Superman, mm-hmm. and uh, the movie apparently got a standing ovation from the executives. Uh, word is they called Affleck the definitive version of Batman and uh, decided to make him the centerpiece of the DC Extended Universe. In fact, they have apparently moved the number of solo Batman films from one standalone to three standalone movies over the course of 10 years. <laughs> oh, the inevitability of the bat. Right. There, I mean, um, it makes sense, though. You, you, it's, uh, it's... <laughs> First of all, he does look like he might actually be able to pull off that whole definitive version of the bat thing. And um, mm-hmm. it sounds like the, the executives basically pulled the old, fuck you, take my money. Yeah, which, they you just know, gave him three I've... films. They just handed over about half a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to make this clear too. If a whole room full of Warner Brothers executives, Warner Brothers executives, uh-huh. stood up and and gave a standing ovation and called this Ben Affleck Batman the definitive Batman, mm-hmm. I have a fair amount of of worry resting in the bottom of my gut. I know. Well, it defied some logic because I the image I had of WB executives was doddering. I didn't know they could stand and ovate. <laughs> so I'll have to change no. my perception slightly. They can ovate. I imagine every one of them, though, as, as needing a cane and still believing that bow ties are, in fact, cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not in the ironic oh. way that we love. Oh, Jason. Well, it's just it's the kind of mentality that goes, oh, those are the comic book people. Oh, those are the TV people. They can't do a fe- they can't do a feature film, kid. Yeah, you know, come on now. Well, I mean, clearly that's changed. They have Jeff Johns freaking writing, yeah, at least partially writing everything they're doing. So. Right. I mean that that'll help. And uh, I was actually excited just alone about Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns being in the same room. That could be really good. But Affleck can Affleck has gotten some chops going on. Kid can write. So yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, we all thought it was Damon. <laughs> may have been wrong about that one we may have been i mean some of the interviews i've seen him give he he kind of seems a little out there right right um you know what he does love though tom brady what's that man loves tom brady what? oh i can't speak to that all right you know you learn a lot when uh when balls get deflated anyway <laughs> over to suicide squad um Actress Corinna Cal- Calderon, I guess. Um, she has Just a small role. Except that in we're not going to get any damn names right, right this episode. That's right. not happening. Well, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Just and uh, good old college go. She, she <laughs> the old college try. Mm-hmm. She has a small role in Suicide Squad, and she Instagrammed something earlier this week, and then quickly deleted it. Mm. She posted a selfie with the caption, E, all happy, sorry, I misquoted, E, smiley face, all hashtag happy camper, on my way to set again, going earlier than my hashtag call time, just to be there and watch my boy, Jim Perak, playing hashtag Johnny Frost, do his thing, hashtag suicide squad. Well, she clearly wasn't supposed to do that. No. Because now we know that Jim Parak, who can be seen leading Joker down a hallway in the Suicide Squad trailer, is playing the character of uh, Johnny Frost, the Joker henchman from uh, the uh, that Brian Azzarello book. What was that book called? I don't even remember. Oh, um, God, I, I don't know. God, I was supposed to remember that. I, uh, yeah, that one's, <laughs> that one's too far down. Uh, this is the guy who winds up... Uh, this is the guy who winds up uh, working for Two-Face, and then Joker basically uh, sexually assaults his wife in front of him as punishment for, quote, cheating. 
So, yeah. Um, I believe he actually kills Johnny Frost at some point. Well, don't they all die eventually? Yeah, sure. You don't get in league with the Joker and no. expect to survive that unless your name is Harley. No. I And even then, you know, it's only due to sheer pluck. Yeah. Like being the the right hand man uh, man of the Joker only means you're closer when he flails his arms with a knife in him. <laughs> uh, speaking of people posting things they shouldn't, <laughs> Jared Leto tweeted a picture of a crowbar to Eli Snyder that said "ha ha ha." <laughs> <laughs> Leto soon thereafter <sighs> deleted the tweet. Right. Um, here's I, I'm slowly falling in love with Jared Leto. Um, has has the most to do with the fact that he's taking a character that we all that we all really care about, and he's taking it as or more seriously than anyone else in the room. Oh yeah, they they um there was a leaked picture. Someone took a picture of him walking down the street or something. It wasn't even really a leaked picture, but mm-hmm. someone grabbed a picture of him walking and and uh, on his phone you could see his phone, the screen, and there's a new Fifty Two Joker. Like he's reading a Joker <laughs> comic on his phone. Right. He's. Just trying to keep up. It is like the issue where like Joker like kidnap or gets the dude to like cut his face off. Oh, so oh yeah, he's yeah. getting he's getting real deep into it then. Yeah, so you know, hey, at least he's he's caring enough. No, he cares, and I've I've got to give him this. Um, yeah, we have yet to see the final product, but optimistically, I can say right now he's so much the Joker that he's actually the Joker in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, on mm-hmm. on the meta level, sending a picture of a crowbar like that—that's that's being the Joker insofar as you can to me as a human. That yeah, that's like if J- the Joker could sit still long enough to send a tweet, right? Or be bothered that's to figure out how get. it worked instead of asking Johnny <laughs> Frost to figure it out while he diddles his wife. <laughs> All right, we have found out that Wonder Woman is going to be shooting this fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justice League starts shooting in the spring. Um, God, these are good times. Zack Snyder, I know. Zack Snyder has disclosed uh, ha- bleh, has disclosed that the upcoming Justice League Part 1 uh, will form one giant story alongside all the other solo movies. He says, um, the first thing we had was the Justice League concept. The other movies uh, have to support that. They have to be their own creative concepts that support the, supports them, but they do serve Justice League in the coming together of those heroes. Um, he did say that each production team would have a lot of space for creative freedom and uh, that the directors would be able to, quote, stretch their legs and do what they want to, uh, or do what they do best. Um, he says, at the same time, there is a big interconnected universe i have given everyone amazing access to our story to me and what we're doing all the films have like-minded conceptual jumping on points okay so we do have a kevin feige and his name is Zack snyder you know that's okay again as long as as it's going through one one centralized area i'm fine now they have they have uh revealed that uh kg beast Mm -hmm. is looks to be the one of the bad guys in the Justice League movie. Really? Yeah. What was it going to last, 10 or 11 minutes? I don't know. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, in the comics, uh, KG Beast is a, uh, well, he's a special agent and a uh, KGB assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was cybernetically enhanced to become a killer. Of course. He actually, he pops on yeah. the suicide squad occasionally. He does. Um. <laughs> Do you have anything else for this week? Uh. Or for this episode, I should say? No, I, I I think that was it. The highlight for me is that damn crowbar. Um, yeah, the crowbar is pretty fun. Crowbar is really pretty great. Um, I I how scared were we when we saw that first image with the tattoos and damaged and it looked I'm like he'd just been shown like a live birth video 
and I've seen a live birth video, and I was more scared. <laughs> I was more scared about the Joker than I was about that. And now here we are, and we've got we've got Jared Leto sending crowbars to potential Jason Todd's. Mm-hmm. And or Dick Grayson's, we don't know. Right, just life life ain't that bad right now, man. Yeah, well. And I do like with the Justice League. It is so. It sounds like what he's going to do is try to give everyone kind of a. It's almost a tributary to a river. He's mm-hmm. he's trying to give everyone their starting off point and saying you need to make sure you get here by the time this movie ends because I need to use it here. Um, yeah, sounds good. Yeah. That'll leave us. Uh, that'll leave us at least Flash, Aquaman, and Shazam between Justice League one and two to uh, really kind of help tie the stories together, and probably another Batman or two in the meantime. I guess if they keep yeah. throwing out yeah. paychecks left and right, we're gonna have a Suicide Squad too before you know it, <laughs> or just a one-off, you know, Joker Harley. Let's let's put aside the Suicide Squad two and just hope for a Red Hood and the Outlaws. <laughs> everyone, everyone wish. If Deadpool banks the bank. They might actually do it. Yeah, they could. I mean, Jason Todd's kind of a funny character. He can be very Deadpoolish. He can. Importantly, he looks like Deadpool, <laughs> which is all the Warner Brothers execs will understand. Right. And away we go. Right. They'll look over and go, "Hey, wait, we have one of those, don't we?" Yeah, put him on. <laughs> all right, that's gonna do it for this week's news episode. We are DC on Screen, and you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, and on DCOnScreen.com. If you're itching for a similar podcast about Marvel, go check out the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast hosted by our buddies Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall. Here in the lull of summer, they've decided to go back and review the Marvel movies they didn't get to. So this week's uh, Iron Man, I believe. Um, Speaking of lulls of summer, though, we're going to prepare (laughs) for the oncoming Batfleck with Balefleck. We're going to go review all the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy starting tomorrow with Batman Begins. We hope to see you there. Until next time, put some of that greasy gritty Gotham City DC on your screen I know we will now more than ever it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson bath kitchen and lighting gallery Together, we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Quartz Lux Undermount Kitchen Sink from LK. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.